Hey there, welcome to Bound Together. We are two friends and two self-published authors who took different paths in life, but kept in touch and kept on writing. My name is Sarah Gray and I chose a corporate career while Laura Catherine went full on family. This is all about how we approach writing in our two different worlds, the struggles, the positives, and how we keep the writing flames alive. Hello again. Hello. <laughs> how are you in the few minutes that we went to go get more tea? Yeah, such a, such a long time since I've seen you. Um, nothing's like- changed. Everything's great. Have more tea, so it's good. Yeah. <laughs> Had a lot of tea today. I always have a lot of tea. I didn't realize how much caffeine was in tea until I looked it up. It's like almost half of what a coffee is. And I have a lot of tea. Like what kind of tea, though? Black tea. Are you drinking herb? Yeah. Because I've got herbal tea here, so I think it's caffeine-free. But to be fair, I don't mind caffeine. I've got nothing against it. Yeah. I don't know. I just don't, I don't think about it. I just drink tea because I like it. I don't know what I'd do if I didn't have any tea all day. Well, now we all know. <laughs> I, did, I didn't realize it was that high. Neither did I. But, you know. The things you learn <laughs> on podcasts about writing. <laughs> Let me pour my tea and we will begin. This time we are going to go through our pile of shame. Now, usually a pile of shame is books that you haven't read or you, books that you started reading but didn't finish or games that you started playing and didn't finish. And it's your pile of shame because you haven't finished them. For us, our pile of shame is books that we started writing and did not finish writing. Never finished. Yes. <laughs> and just for the record, this is a safe space and no one's actually shamed for it. But That's true. Pile of Shame is a great name. <laughs> yeah. There is no shame in it because, like, you get so many book ideas and yeah. some of them just don't work out. Like, sometimes yep. it's, like, a great character or a great plot and then you go to, like, plot it out and you're like, this just doesn't work or I'm not ready to write it yet or, like, there's a million yep, reasons. Or something else comes up, yeah, and you just leave it, put it on the back burner for a while. That's exactly. okay. Exactly. So you just, it's not shameful, but it's our pile of shame. <laughs> and we're not <laughs> and changing the name. And it's also not shameful, so... <laughs> do you want to start (laughs) yeah I'll start okay so pile of shame for me um so I have a what I'm looking at right now is I have a dashboard of every single uh manuscript that I've started so not the other stuff I would say top of my pile of shame when I first started like before I'd actually written a novel I didn't realize this because I didn't know what fan fiction was <laughs> I used to essentially because when when I don't know maybe maybe this happens for a lot of people but when I started out I'm just essentially copying books that I really like mm, as a way yeah. of like learning and Tomorrow When the War Began by John Marsden <gasps> is a series that mm-hmm. was deeply affecting to me as a teenager and I actually got to go on a um a writing camp uh, with him. <gasps> uh, like he he has a property and they run it like a, a like a, they've got like bunks and stuff like that. And then you go. And say, is this for children? Yeah, can, I, can I go? <laughs> um, I, well, yeah, I did that. Like you had to be picked at school and thank God I was picked because it was so much fun and so interesting. Um, and he basically like teaches you how to write and you get to do all this stuff. Um, but anyway, I used to write fan fiction of those books, hmm. like literally just ripping the characters or like giving them other names, but they're the exact same characters. So that's <laughs> yeah. my OG pile of shame. Um, 
And I will never rehash that ever, but, um, you know, it's there. I just, I didn't know what fan fiction was at the time. And now that I'm a bit older, I'm like, oh, yeah, that's what that is. I wrote a lot of Harry Potter fan fiction, which mm-hmm. I post, which mm-hmm. I did post on fan fiction yes. websites. Is it still up there? Can I go read it? I don't, I can't remember what it's called or where I posted it. Yeah. 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 I think all of mine are like written on pieces of paper because we didn't like have computers back then, or maybe we had like one home computer, but like trying to use it, like Mm. get time to use it. And then like printing was expensive back then. So it just like, it was all handwritten, (laughs) just beautiful, (laughs) but that's not on here. But basically I have this dashboard of every single project I've started and I've started Here's, here's some stats for you. Okay, I've started 21 projects in my lifetime. <laughs> I've completed, I've got seven completed first drafts and I've published, self-published a total of three. Wow. So I've got, I wish I had I've those got stats. A, <laughs> I'm going to have to look up mine. What do you mean you don't have a dashboard? <laughs> we could have like organized this beforehand, but. um, I wouldn't even have everything because like pre-gin, I wouldn't have yeah. had all like a, a lot of pretty much pre-gen. All of my books will be in notebooks. Like it'll all be on paper somewhere. I would have to go find it. Oh yep, yep. And there's some stuff that I don't class as like anything that I'm ever going to finish. So probably didn't make it to this list. But so I have 14 unfinished projects of which we're not going to talk about every single one of them because some of them you will never hear about. Yeah, so I bad have, they are. Well, I have a few unfinished projects that are like I still want to finish them, so I won't be talking about them because they might become a thing one day. Yeah, I mean, like a lot of the ones that I'm going to talk about, I'm a hundred percent going to do something with them. Um, one day, so I say in my heart, I feel <laughs> like I will. So I like, yeah, I don't really mind if they, um, don't get finished or if they do whatever no shame here you know (laughs) safe space um so I think the ones that the more recent ones that I've started there's like a sci-fi um they're I think they're all young adult so I have a sci-fi one which is reasonably close to being finished it's like 20,000 words off and I've been uh, when I look at the nanos I have um, written like the past like three or four like camps and stuff like that on it and I still haven't finished it it's probably <laughs> like three quarters of the way finished and it's been sitting in the pile of shame for years now for years but I love sci-fi and that was my first attempt at a sci-fi mm. and it's definitely got like found family and whatnot it's about um it's about this girl who's at a flight academy. Um, she really wants to be a pilot and she's really good at it. Um, but she gets sabotaged in her final test and they basically kick her out because um Oh, I read this one. I read it. Have you read about- this? I read at least a few chapters of it. Have you? Ooh. Yeah. Um, yeah, so it's this one. Um, and then she basically goes out on her own to try and like find her find her path in life, I suppose, and she goes on a bit of an adventure um, and is just working towards becoming a pilot. And um, and there's a couple of other interesting things that happen, but that's um, that's top of my pile of shame, honestly. 
that should have been finished a long time ago. Um, but it's so easy. I feel like once you um, get away from the books, it's so easy to just forget about them and then mm. come up with loads of new ideas and, and then you, move on super quickly. Yeah. If you forget about it for a long time too and then you come back to it, mm-hmm. if, if your writing has changed or grown, it's like yes. you look at it and yeah. you're like, I, I don't even know how to finish this because it's not yeah. what I write anymore. Like I would have to rewrite yeah. the whole thing to how I write now kind of thing. Yeah, so you have to be careful that if, yeah, if you're in a, a big growth period or if it's just a long period of time, you're naturally going to grow with your writing. Hmm. Don't leave it too long. Um, <laughs> My One of the what, top ones up there, it, so it, it, was a, it was like a middle grade series. It yeah. was called The Telpax Chronicles. Nice. And it was, it was at a time where I had reread um like del toro quest mm-hmm. books and so i was i wanted to write like a a story about uh, like a cup like a trio of kids who go on a bunch of adventures and like, like there's an overall arc and but each book is like its own pe- like they're looking for a specific piece of the puzzle kind of thing so yeah. the telpax chronicles was about this boy who gets they're trying to to build the telpax which is like a i think it was like a interdimensional like it would take you to different worlds and yep. the the boy and i think his friend as well lita i can't remember his name i remember lita cuz i remember lyle hated her name <laughs> <laughs> and the two lita. of them get sucked into another world and the telpax breaks into like a few different pieces and they can't get back into their world without fixing it but it gets like taken into different different um different worlds and so each book yeah. is like supposed to be they go to a new world to go find the, the next oh that's really thing. cool and yep. then there was i think the guy's net there was another guy called Jax who is like antagonisty that he's like he's working with them but he also had his own agenda and then there's these bad guys who were also looking for the pieces and I'd actually written the first two books they were only like 40,000 words or something because Mm -hmm. they're like younger grade ones maybe even less than that but I'd written the first two like full drafts of them and they're probably terrible and don't make any sense but I, I think it was going to be a five-book series. And I just, I don't even know why I stopped writing them, like, or stopped doing it. I guess it's harder to market, like, younger books when you're self-published. Yeah. Because yep. kids aren't going to be going onto Amazon and stuff and ordering <laughs> um, e-books of that kind of thing. Like, they'll be getting their books through their parents. So unless their parents know about the book or they know about the book yeah. to tell their parents... But yeah, it's one of those series that like I think if I went back and I like redrafted the whole thing, I could finish it. But it it's not worth my time because I don't think it would sell as much as I mm-hmm. think I could fix it. But I really love the character. You could YA it. You could you could change it to YA, and then I feel like that would go well. True. True. Add it to the list of things. Maybe one yeah. day I'll look at it again. But it just like okay. every world was like really different. Like they went to. One of the worlds they went to was like it was full of rules, and if you broke 
like three the rules three times then you would be like executed and they were all oh, like ridiculous rules that was like you so can only you can only go up one way on one street and down a way on the other street and you're only allowed to ask five questions a day and <laughs> you should definitely lift the ages on that one because I really like the the sound of it sounds interesting and it was and then yeah and then the three like characters will like slowly learn to trust each other and like and yeah and it's just it was really cute and I really liked it but I don't know if I'll go back to it I don't know (laughs) pile of shame (laughs) pile of shame (laughs) (laughs) Um, I'm trying to to work out which ones I want to talk about um okay so this one's a little bit left of field so this is like an adult book it's like uh detective mysteries a type thing um with a bit of paranormal thrown in I think I was some of my influences might have been uh the fringe tv series I don't know if you ever saw that I loved fringe yes oh gosh so good um yeah or obviously x-files or anything like that um and just I love those stories so I created a story with two two agents I suppose and they are forced to work together because uh no one wants to work with either of them so um I can't remember which name goes to which person there is a man and a woman it's called Saltman there's one of them's called Saltman and one of them's called Decker and I feel those are like, cool names. Those are like names really suit the genre. <laughs> yeah, and I feel like maybe, maybe Saltman is the guy and Decker is the girl. Unclear. <laughs> <laughs> um, but basically, they're forced to work together because um, the oh, why are they forced to work together? I think that the guy is really. Um, sort of charming and a bit up himself and the woman is uh, so incredibly smart and correct all the time that she probably doesn't quite have um, you know she probably doesn't fit into what everybody wants her to be like a nice person so she's a bit brusque I suppose and they those two get put together because basically no one else will work with them um, and they have these, they put them on like basically the worst cases that nobody wants to be on. Um, And they're these really strange cases um, about with like paranormal thingies in them. And the first one is they, um, there's a person missing who's gone missing um, from this old farmhouse. They live there and nobody knows where they've gone. Um, And I think there was some, some blood in the house. So they think that maybe something's, gone a bit wrong but murder wise (laughs) (laughs) so they have very different like uh ways of investigating but there's all these sorts of strange things in the house like all of the clocks have stopped at like 3 p.m um there's I think there's like a, a piece of toast with something written in it um there's all these like really weird little things that um kind of lead to like they see the clues and because they're both weird themselves, they definitely look into it. Um, and it's a little bit probably about like parallel universes, I think. Okay. Um, 
That's and they basically go um so they keep uh investigating this specific one trying to find this person which takes them down all sorts of like crazy routes and they're you know doing their detective agency thing mm. whilst also annoying each other so much but you know eventually becoming uh sort of friends yeah <laughs> um <laughs> and that is like that's it's still very alive in my brain and I will probably finish it at some point um, because I think it probably suits my writing a little bit more now. Like I started a very long time ago. I wish I had dates on when I started these, but I started quite a long time ago. Yeah. Um, and it's probably more something that I would write now just to take a break from um, like young adult fantasy stuff like that. Yeah. So, yeah, that that is on the pile of shame at the moment. Hopeful it will come off it. But yeah, that's a really random random story. That's cool. My next one was so a long time ago I used to have like a blog where I would like post stuff about writing and story ideas. And I once one year I'd set myself a challenge, which I failed, but I set myself a challenge nice. of writing a story based on like a word prompt and I would every day so every day I would add another chapter to the story based on the word prompt so I made like 365 just single words and I kind of plotted it in a way that like I knew what the words were coming and I knew kind of like what I wanted to write in each of the chapters each day so I wasn't just like getting to the day and being like I don't know what to write and so that went on for like I don't even know how many I did I got through like a good 40 maybe like 40 days of writing it or something oh. like that. Um, yeah. And I ended up taking that like a year later because I just stopped doing it because life and taking that yeah. and actually like kind of plotting it better because I liked where the story was going. And it so basically it came, at, as a lot of my books are, uh, kind of influenced by Avatar The Last Airbender. <laughs> nice. In the sense that it's like four nations of um, people who can use different elements. And so I called it the last water mage. And so the main. <laughs> it's so close. I know. <laughs> this is like going into fan fiction territory probably. Yeah. Um, yeah. The main character was called Kara and she was. Is that not a character in The Last Airbender? Is Cora Kira is, not? and it's not in the last okay. Airbender. And I wrote this before Cora came out. Okay, <laughs> was a thing. So this <laughs> is checking. I mean, um, her name is Kara, um, and she was the she was in hiding, and she was like the last water mage because the fire mages had all taken out the water mages when she was a child. And so she, yeah. this is this was definitely more of an adult book than it was a young adult book. Um, Kara was like a bounty hunter, and she would Ooh, was just yes. doing odd jobs to like survive kind of thing and the world was like kind of mostly taken over by the fire people and she it starts off with her like doing uh, a couple of like odd jobs and the first one is to she goes she I can't, re- I can't even remember most of it I'll just point out bits that I remember she ends yeah, up it's hard 
getting hired by a like a teenager called not even a teenager she's younger he's younger than her but his name is Callum and he hired her to take her, him somewhere but he ends up tagging along with her and mm-hmm. he reveals that he like he's actually super rich and he ran away from home because he's dying and he just wants to experience the world and so he like hires Kara to like be his bodyguard kind of thing so he can just tag along with her and experience the world and they like become like really close um Mm -hmm. there's uh a guy called Hayden who is a fire like the son of a fire general and he and he's like the love interest for Kara they have like an enemies to lovers thing um Mm -hmm. the main story is that so there's a girl called Scarlet who runs a a brothel and she hires Kara to deliver this box to someone and she goes to deliver the box and it's like a piece of a amulet that like and then the guy at the other end is like gives it to her because she's like this is too dangerous you need to keep hold of it and so she goes to take it back to Scarlet and then the whole of her brothel's been like destroyed and Scarlet dies and she basically tells Kara that she's like you need to like keep this safe kind of thing and then Kara kind of goes on a journey to figure out what this part of uh, this amulet is and what it has to do with and I think it was like it had something to do with like I can't even remember ending the war or something, but it basically she needed to collect yeah. the other pieces from like the other nations kind of thing. And then uh-huh. she, like, similar to the uh the really young one that you had as yes. well, where yeah. all of those are in yeah. And so she she like runs into like Hayden before she knows he, who he is. And I think they sleep together and then she realizes who oh, he wow. is. At Ooh. one point she goes Spicy to like, book. this um assassin society and the guy who runs that she used to sleep with him as well oh wow and how long ago did you write this i can't remember it's got to oh. be at least 10 years or something like that I, if i could find Rocky. my blog i would i could look it up um and then there's like a point where she's like she has she carries like this sick uh air person up a mountain to like help to his village because he's dying as well and there's like a bit where they get caught in the Earth Kingdom and gets uh, and put to like death by combat, and there's a thief there, and I can't remember her name. I think her name was Candace, and mm-hmm. she was like a, a thief, and she like ended up teaming up with them for a bit as well. And like there was no, I don't even know like the whole pot structure because I was doing it off writing prompts, and it was it was yeah. very much a, a more of a pantsy thing of just yeah. kind of going wherever the story took me. But I really loved like where it was going enough that I wanted to turn it into a proper book. Like I literally think took all still the will? prompts that I'd written. I don't know. I still like the idea. I think it would be something that I would completely rewrite. Oh, okay. Yeah. Like relook at because it was yeah. just so all over the place with like stuff that was happening because it was based on prompts. Yeah. But I, I, I think I like the core story of it enough that I could maybe go back to it yeah. one day. Yeah. Kind of thing, but, but yeah. for now, pile of shame. <laughs> <laughs> yep, and you will stay there. <laughs> mm. uh, do you want to do one more each? Yep, we can do one more. Um, what am I going to tell you about? There's so many. Yeah, no, I'm looking through my list as well. What? We could easily do this um, episode again. Let's go uh something different again let's do high society so this one actually has a freaking title which is pretty rare for Mm. my books 
Um, this is at first draft stage. However, it has not gone any further, and I don't think you've read this one. Ooh, um, I know what I'm going to talk about. And I don't, I don't know if many people have read it actually. So um, this this book came about. I suppose it's youngish adult, um, but it's. A normal world with no magic and no zombies and no vampires, <clears throat> which is, again, a, a departure from all the other stuff I do. Um, <laughs> and this is influenced by, um, so I really like Jane Austen and Pride and Prejudice and Sense and Sensibility and Persuasion. Oh, my goodness. Um, oh, the original cozy fantasies. <laughs> <laughs> Um, and obviously Bridgerton wasn't around. Well, maybe the books were around at that point in time, but I didn't I didn't know about them. But it's kind of like a Bridgerton-esque, I suppose, um, story. And it's about um, there's these really rich people who um, have fancy mansions and they own all the businesses, like all of the infrastructure, like food and blah, 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 that – um, the poor people kind of rely on. And so there's these two worlds. There's like the high and the low society. And it follows a girl who is in high society and she's like an only child. Um, and it's like for some reason. Um, so it kind of uses some of the like old school marriage rules and it's uh, they need to find a suitor, right, to marry. But what they're doing is like, her family will run one specific business and they look at like who else is really powerful because they just want more money and more power and they cement that through marriage by like bringing those two businesses together for some reason. Um, and then the kids will like, um, well, they're not kids, they're, they're of age. <laughs> I believe they're all 18. <laughs> um, and they, yeah, so that's what happens. So they start to um, look look for their suitors um, they don't have as much technology. They have cars, but they don't have as much technology. But it's all about like ball gowns and balls and um, relationships. And they, they have this magazine where they all the suitors will like take out a page in the magazine and then you can like flip through it and like look <laughs> at their profiles and stuff like that. So it's very, very much like lots of men trying to appeal to um, some like – I don't know. There's a lot, of, a lot of women at the at the top, and so it kind of ends up in lots of like strange dates. Like the parents are trying to like um, get in on it and um, like influence them, but ultimately it's their decision. And so it's just it follows one season where every rich family holds a ball and and they're magnificent and whatnot. Um, and she is kind of lonely because she's an only child. Um, but she has a best friend that has this massive family, and so she hangs out with them quite a lot. But then this amazingly good-looking suitor comes along, obviously, like obviously. way more. <laughs> um, but he's, he's a little bit mysterious because he's not from around there, so he's from a different place. Um, and he comes in, and obviously everybody's really interested in him, and he strikes up a friendship specifically with this girl. Um, and uh, he may not be who he says he is, Um and I can't spoil it because I'm sure, I'm sure I'll do a bit of work on that one um, to you... bring it out at some point in time. I've made a cover for it. So oh. 
You are committed to this one, title and cover. I really like the story. I, it's really hard to explain, but obviously um, there's like a rule set that would, that would which is very much like um, like you can't touch each other, you've got to be chaperoned, blah, 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 but it's in a modern setting. So I think I have to do a little bit more work on that. But um, And then there's this element of like everyone's competing for the same suitors and so uh, this nefarious stuff goes on to like sabotage other people and... um. Everyone's trying to catch everybody out, like. Yeah. (laughs) So, yeah, that's um, on the pile of shame at the moment. Completely finished. It's 98,000 words. Wow. That's so cool. Yeah. (laughs) Wow. Your your pile of shame is, like, stuff that you have just almost finished and mine is, like, I started a couple of chapters of it or I plotted it a little bit. (laughs) No, I. I, it's just the ones that I've picked to talk about because I probably have more story to talk about for them, but I definitely have ones that are like 5,000 words. But I know the story so well. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> My last What's one I want to talk about is called, it was called Dragon Wilders and it was going to be a series oh my goodness. of fantasy Isn't books. Is this fourth wing before fourth <laughs> wing? <laughs> no. So this one was a story about there was a girl called um, Raider, and she was part of this oh, like tribal-ish society, and she was in charge of protecting these five dragons. And the dragons had been turned into pieces of jewelry. And her job this was is like a running theme for you. Have you noticed this <laughs> jewelry? Somebody buy this woman some jewelry, okay? <laughs> jewelry and elements, and yeah. So yeah, she's in charge of protecting like these five. Uh, dragon jewels and the dragons like alive and trapped inside them and she had one of them I can't remember what her, like each piece of jewelry was different like a tiara and a ring and a necklace and a yeah. bra- bracelet and she or she had one of them that was bonded to her so her, like her dragon she could talk to it in its um f- in its form and yep. there was I can't remember some sort of prophecy that would like once all the dragons were together or something would happen and then they would be breaking free from their like become actual dragons again oh that's right there was a dark dragon and all the dragons um used their magic together to contain him by turning themselves all into jewelry basically like to contain this dark dragon or yeah um and then her brother dustin um gets influenced by this dark dragon and he ends up stealing all of the dragons or he goes and steals the dark dragon piece of jewelry and all of the other ones I think maybe disappear or go missing and basically looking for their kind of like bonded person that's out in the world and it was a book that it was actually this is the first book that I was I had started writing in multiple points of view yeah because I'd written it from like I think Raider and Tanner and a couple of others um, and so Raider goes out to basically um, get all the jewellery back because it's her job to protect them. And while that's happening, the jewellery starts to, like, find its proper owners. And and when you have you bond with your dragon jewellery thing, you can also use their elemental power mm-hmm. <laughs> because they have elemental powers. Yeah. Um, I, why am I not surprised? And so I think, like, the one of the her love interest was a guy who was bonded to a 
dragon that was like the dragon itself was the younger brother of the evil dragon so no one trusted him oh, yeah. because he yeah. was it could be influenced by his older brother yeah dragon and then that's a little bit fourth wingy and then tanner was um he had a water dragon and he was like a very timid guy like no one thought he was like worthy of being a bonded with a dragon i guess Mm-hmm. Um, I think there was a princess and I think her name was like Light Fae or something. And Cute. she got bonded with a dragon as well. Like all the dragons had names. I written like how much have I written of this? Like ten thousand words of this? I think I had just written rated chapters. Yeah. Of it. Because I was writing it from just one character's point of view, which I have learned is now not the way to write a, a book from multiple points of view. Just write it in mm-hmm. order because it changes. Um, and so it's like, yeah, about their different stories of the dragons finding the different characters and then those characters are trying to, I guess, get together so that they can, like, stop the bad guy or stop Dustin from being influenced by the bad dragon kind of thing. Yeah. And I That's don't pretty quite, interesting. Yeah. It was supposed to be multiple books. I think I only plotted out, like, maybe the first one and not fully. Like, I really – I knew a lot about, like, Raider's part of the story, but the other characters not as much, which is why I guess yeah. I was writing her scenes. But, yeah, I really – I think it's, an, it's a book that I would want to go back to writing, I think, one day maybe. Yeah. Like, I think I could, yeah, go back and, and change it and – yeah. Maybe yeah. it'll be my fourth wing. <laughs> One day I'll publish <laughs> it and it'll be the next fourth wing. <laughs> yeah. No, it sounds good. But yeah, I could, there's so many on here. Looking at my list of like books on here now, I'm like, oh, it's really that? hard to stop that. talking. Yeah. <laughs> maybe, yeah, maybe the next time we talk, we should do round two because I think it's quite funny looking at the list of stories to like, yeah, see how far we've come as well. Yeah. Um, yeah, so those are some of the books on our pile of shame that we may or may not ever finish. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> if you like those ideas, let us know so we can <laughs> know which ones we should work on. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you for listening to another episode of Bound Together. If you like our podcast, we'd love it if you would leave us a review. It helps us to be seen by more people. You can find mine and Sarah's books at all more, most online retailers. If you look for Laura Catherine or Sarah Gray, you can find us on Instagram at Laura Catherine Author or Sarah Gray Write Stuff. I am also on TikTok at, uh, as Laura Catherine Author as well. And next time, we are apparently, as I look at our calendar, we are going to be talking about working on multiple projects at once. Sarah's looking at me like, sure I'm like, are "Are we? (laughs) (laughs) That's what it says on my planner for what we're doing. (laughs) So you can enjoy that next time on Bound Together. (laughs) Bye. Bye.